Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. Verse number 6. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 6. Yep. Amen. If you got, you all, y'all got it? Okay, good. All right, it says, therefore, and I'm sorry, I, I forgot my Bible, so I'm reading in the New King James. Uh, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Here we go, verse 10. That's what I want to pay attention to. But may the God of all grace, who called us to be, excuse me, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let me read. Let's read that verse 10 one more time. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Amen. I want to talk to you, and I'm going to be very mindful of the time, I promise, about that. Do my best to, Sister (laughs) Cat. Amen. I want to talk to you about just the thought, God will. God will. Amen. God will. I I was looking at something and I ran across a little cute little story about this um, man. He went and uh, asked his teenage daughter who was on her phone texting, playing games and all that kind of stuff. And he goes in there and he says, hey, honey, do you know um, where the newspaper is? And she rolls her eyes and says, dad, you need to get with the times. Nobody buys newspaper anymore. Nobody looks at that stuff. Everything is online here. You need to use my tablet, my iPad, and look at the news that way. Look at it that way. And he said, okay. And so he Comes back just a few more minutes and he overhears his, uh, the teenage daughter overhears his, uh, overhears her father say, wow, I bet that, that fly didn't expect that now, did he? (laughs) He was using that newspaper as a fly swatter and he, he used that iPad. Didn't expect that. (laughs) Amen. Oh, it is no secret that I tell you here tonight that we all (coughs) will experience 
hardships, <laughs> sufferings, and harm <laughs> in this Christian life. Amen. Oh, there's just so much. And, and Paul, or excuse me, Peter is really one to really let everyone know about this. In his letters, he doesn't make it shy and he doesn't hide about the fact that at this Christian life that we walk in, that we're striving for, that daily walk with the Lord, there is trouble that comes our way. Amen. We are not exempt from trouble. In fact, I believe more trouble comes upon us <laughs> because of our relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. We will experience all of these things. And when persecuted people, let me, I thought I might have wrote this down wrong, but when, perse when persecuted, I didn't see my comma there, Brother Kenny. <laughs> when persecuted, people tend to take flight or fight depending on their convictions. You ever heard of that? Fight or flight? Either you're going to, when something comes, you're either going to flight, just get out of there as quick as you can, or you can, are you going to fight, beat up whoever you can? Oh, ain't it awful this morning about that uh, World War II plane that they flew. Did y'all see that on the news today? They did this World War II bomber plane. They were flying it at an airport somewhere up north, and it crashed and killed uh, some people and all of that, getting into this old plane and everything. But, uh, but uh, you know, that's sometimes part of our personality, depending on situations that we'll either want to take flight, get out of here, or we're going to tooth and nail, going to fight whatever we can. Amen? But the point of this, of the letter, is not to just discourage us, not to, not to, you know, say, oh, you've signed up for a bad deal now. Not to say, oh, I wish I would have signed up for Mars instead, <laughs> you know. Amen. Oh, no, no, no. This, this letter that Paul was writing, what he was encouraging his people, he was encouraging the saints that says, yes, you are going to have trouble. Trouble is always going to be around. Trouble will always come knocking at our doors. We're always going to have to face one thing or the other. But praise be to God, amen. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm glad tonight that I can tell you that, yeah, we're going to go through some terrible things. We may have to fight some giants and boogeymans and people and all kind of stuff. But praise God, God will help us. Amen. He will encourage us. He will equip us. He hasn't left us alone. Amen. He hasn't said, you know what? You're, uh, good luck to you. But no, he is ever present help in the time of trouble, Scripture declares it. Amen? I'm so glad about that. And so as I began to read and I began to study a little bit of that 10th chapter, oh, that 10th verse, excuse me, that encouraged me so much. You see, the 5th chapter is the last chapter, last verse uh, uh, last chapter in First Peter. So he's getting everything. He's closing out all that he has said. Amen. And now in this fifth 
verse, this fifth chapter, he's closing everything. Sometimes when you read a book, you'll read parts through each chapter, but usually towards the end, it's where everything comes together. It's where everything is settled and everybody understands. And one of the things that he tells us is we've got to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Why? He wants us to be sober. He wants us to cast all of our cares. He wants us to be ever so close, ever so passionate, ever so willing to just follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because there is a devil that is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. (laughs) Amen. There is an enemy that we've got to fight. There is an enemy that has come to rob and to steal, kill, and destroy who's blinded the hearts and minds of people, Scripture said. Oh, they're blind to what he is doing to their lives. They've blinded themselves to what actually is going on, something that's deeper and darker than they could ever imagine. This is our enemy. And remember, I talked a lot about that on our last a Wednesday night about being an overcomer. Amen. Being an overcomer means to overcome our enemy. Amen. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Amen. But we're fighting against powers of darkness and evil and demons and devils. Amen. That is who our enemy is. And the sad thing about it is he uses so many people to accomplish his deeds. And, and like I said, they're blind to it. They don't understand they don't, they don't see what it's actually about. It is so sad. But again, I want to encourage you because he, again, Peter is telling his, the saints. He's telling the Christians. He's telling the believers that, listen, yes, you're going to have to deal with that line. Yes, you're going to have to deal with that snake. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that dragon, as Revelations has said <laughs> that he is, and all of that. But praise be to God. God will help us. God will help us. That's why I wanted to title this little sermonette here, God Will. Because if you read in verse number 10 on that fifth chapter, the first thing God will do is God will make you perfect. Amen? God will make you perfect. Now, when we read that, we kind of say, well, hold on just one second. (laughs) Brother Adam, he's still working on me. (laughs) You know, I'm not perfect yet. I still got problems and I still have issues and I still got things that Lord has to help me out and all that kind of stuff. When you look at that word perfect, it doesn't necessarily mean to be perfect like we think that word means to be just flawless and all of that. It is rather a term or a word that means to heal and repair the broken places. To heal or repair the broken places. To mend what has been broken or rent. To repair, to complete. We're never going to achieve perfection. There's just no way. We still have this <laughs> I ain't going to do it because I'll jiggle. <laughs> I still got this 
flesh, flabby flesh, and all that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Grays and all, Brother Kenny. <laughs> I got something for you. I didn't bring it, though. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, man, we still are not perfect. We still got problems. We still are doing things. And so God said, when we deal with this enemy, when we deal with the adversary, when we deal with our troubles, don't worry about it because God will make you perfect, heal you, repair the broken places. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I think of a chair. You know, mom used to have this rocking chair and in the in the where the back part of it was wicker. It was wood and it was that wicker part of it. Well, that wicker part, for whatever reason I remember, got busted or it got broke. She had it when we lived at the house in uh, Barbara Drive. And I remember moving and all that kind of stuff. That chair got broken. And so that chair, we just threw it away because it was rent. It was had a hole in it. It was not fixable. Or we said it was not fixable. But y'all know how my daddy used to do. He'd go around and he'd search for all these, he'd call it scoffing, finding treasures and all that kind of stuff. And he would take people's trash and would spot it up and clean it up and everything and then make it all so shiny and all so new. Amen. I like, uh, you know, Brother uh, O'Neill. That's what he does for these washers and dryers and refrigerators. My Both of my dryers that I got, I got from Brother O'Neill. <laughs> because he will get those parts where people will say, oh, they're busted, they're not right, it's not going to work, it's, we just want them away. He takes them and he fixes them. And I mean, they shine just like brand new. They work just as good, if not better, than when the first person got it. Amen? Oh, and to think that that is just what God does for us. Folks, I'm not telling you we're going to have scars. We're going to have bruises. We're, that enemy's going to hurt us. That enemy's going to cause us to break. Sometimes we're going to feel like we're breaking. <laughs> Sometimes we feel like the pressure is so hard and harsh that we're just going to shatter like glass. But praise God, we may have a few cracks when that battle is over. But aren't you glad God said, I will make you perfect. I will heal you. I will mend you. I will bondage up the broken places in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God is, oh, uh, Psalm 34 and 18 says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Amen? Isn't that precious tonight? That we know that during those times of breaking, those times where we're just about, when you look at us and you look like we're undone, it says God is the Lord is nigh. God is closer to you than you realize. Amen? 
even in times of loneliness and despair. God is so close to us, church. Oh, I appreciate that. He can save you from despair as you face your broken heart. Amen? Oh, He can do it in such a beautiful way. Oh, when we're broken in spirit. When we're broken and feel like that we're just worthless and we've just... You know, God just comes and mends and makes us brand new. Psalm 147 and 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Amen. You know, uh, I was talking to my boss and she was talking about um, Mr. Bill Rich, her daddy, and was saying that he's got some problems with his shoulder and neck. And that they tried all these kind of different things and remedies and all of that. Well, they finally said, you know what, we're just going to give you a shot and see if this is going to help you. So they did one shot somewhere on, a, on the back and one on somewhere, somewhere in the body, two shots or whatever. And he said, oh, I just feel so good now. I feel that shot just really helped out. I find it amazing that just like the doctor, when we have a problem... When we have aches and we have pains, you know, it's not always cookie cutter. But there are some things that affect us that we have to change or the doctor will do something different. Sister Cat, like if you, let's just say broken arm or something like that. There is something that the doctor might do for you that if I broke my arm, it might be something different for me. Amen. And folks, ain't that just like God? Oh, that he will come to your level where we're at and mend us there. Amen. He will mend us during our broken places. Amen. Oh, and I just can't, I just can't help thinking about, you know, healing about if you're broken about uh, family or you're broken about something or you're broken about... Uh, Something, or, or you know what I'm trying to say. God will come down to your level and he will mend those places for you. He will bind those bandages up and he makes it custom made. Amen. Oh, aren't you glad about it? Custom made. Those casts that they do, amen, they don't just make one model. But no, they have to take that form of that arm because my arm's different from your arms and vice versa and all of that. And that's what the Lord does. Oh, hallelujah. He just does everything so well. Hallelujah. And one thing I want to talk about too is this. When we're talking about perfection, when we're talking about God mending and God break, and we're breaking and God takes care of, one of the things, of course, because of that word, we're talking about perfection. And sometimes we will do everything we can to try and obtain perfection. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but the problem is... Amen. Our perfection as a believer is not rooted in our ability or inability. You cannot be perfect. You can do all the right and good things that you can, but you'll never obtain that perfection. It's God's goal to make you perfect. <laughs> it's God's goal. He is that potter. Amen. Oh, remember the scripture where he says, he, he talks to the prophet, I forget who it is, but right off the top of my head, but oh, he takes him, he shows that 
potter's wheel and that potter's clay. Oh, and how he mends it and breaks it. And guess what happens? It breaks and cracks. Then he has to crush it all again and start all over. Amen. Sometimes we try and take things into our own situation. But oh, it just gets ruined every time. But that potter knows. That potter knows exactly the form and the shape what we ought to be. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm encouraged tonight because I know that through our troubles and tribulation, God will make us perfect. God will mend us and help us and heal us. Amen. Moving on, not only will God do that for us, but God will, as the scripture said in verse 10, establish or establish us. Give you clear direction. Gives you clear direction. Also means to take to make stable, place firmly, set fast, fix, and every good work and word make them stable or firm. Amen. God will establish us. Amen. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, A man's heart deceiveth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Amen. Isaiah 48 and 17. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teaches thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, God will lead his children along. <laughs> Amen. That's what he'll do for us. He will direct us and he will guide us. He will tell us the directions that we need to go. Hallelujah. He'll, he'll let us know that where we're going and what we're doing is the correct way. And amen, I know some of this is kind of repeat of other sermons and things that I've done recently. But amen, I do understand that the fact that no matter where we go, we have to stay close to the Lord. We have to follow His presence wherever it leads because His presence is in His direction is the correct way. Amen. His, his direction is the right way. Amen. Even in times where you think, God, I don't think this is right, but God knows and God understands. Amen. And there are things that are going on that we might not understand. But oh, if we cling closer to Him, church, I'm telling you, if we cling close to Him, he won't lead us astray. Amen. He will guide us and lead us on what we need to do. No matter how lost we may feel, God can guide us in the right direction. Oh, that is comfort for me, Brother Kenneth, because I know there are times in my life where I did not heed the, the voice of the Lord. And I did not know or I had thought well and I had went my own way. And there's been problems and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and we think God's just forsaken us, God. No, 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 no. What did he do to those sheep, that 90 and 9? He left them to get that one that went astray, that was lost, that went the other way. Amen. Didn't beat them. Didn't get a switch. Didn't get the shock collar and zapped it a few times, you know. <laughs> Amen. But no, just tenderly went and captured and got that sheep back. Folks, I'm, I'm comforted by that, that no matter where we go, even if it's in the wrong directions, Lana, God will come by us and lead us back to our way. You know, I've got that little um, Australian shepherd, Jackson, 
Everett loves Jackson. And so we will, I will let him go outside and all of that kind of stuff. And you know, dogs, they'll get a wild hare and they'll just wander off and, and go and all of that kind of stuff in the, in the, in the, you know, in just whatever direction they want to go. For whatever reason, he catches a scent or he does something. So where he was supposed to be in the front yard, now he's in the back in the neighbor's yard and going across and all that stuff. So Marcy or the kids will tell me, Dad, Jackson's left. Jackson's leaving. So I go up there and I go. <whistles> Sorry, my lips are dry. But I'll go. <whistles> and that dog hears me. And he comes running back. Amen. Don't you know? I know this is, that's a very silly analogy. But don't you see God doing that to us? Oh, he has, has he standing out there in the porchways, in his porchways in heaven, looking and seeing we're going in the wrong direction. Says, hey, don't, hey, come back, come back. You're going the wrong way. Come back. Hallelujah. That's what God does. We, he don't treat us like dogs, no. But oh, that mentality of that dog recognizes its owner. And that dog recognizes, oh, I've got to come back home to where there's safety and security. Oh, God does the same for us. Amen. God will establish or establish us. Amen. And of course, not only God will do that, he will give us strength. He will strengthen us. Amen. Give you sufficient supernatural strength. Give you sufficient supernatural strength. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and verse 10 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Hallelujah. God will give us that strength. Amen. Oh, he'll give us that strength in our weakness. Amen. Why? Oh, because it's the more for us to depend on him for. If God gave us strength for every little uh, broken toe or little, no, not broken toe, but broken toenail or, or whatever going on, oh my goodness, we would, t we would just take him so granted so much. But oh God, when he leads us to these hard times, it's a way for us to, he's refining us. He's breaking us apart. Amen. And then when we're at our weakest, at our very limit, amen, that's when he'll come and give us that strength that says you can make it. You can do it. Amen. You're going to make it. You know, when I look at, um, I was watching some show or something and this guy was, was lifting weights, and they were very heavy weights, it looked like, and he was just lifting, and he kept saying, no, don't, I don't want to spot. Don't spot me. Don't spot me. 
And so as he was trying to do it, you could tell, oh, he started jerking and shaking and all that. He could barely lift that bar. And then that guy, I mean, it was almost where that thing was fixed to just come back at him. And that guy just came right up behind him and lift, helped him lift it up just a little bit to put him back on the bar. Amen. That's what God does to us. When we're, when we're about to give out, when our bodies almost can't handle it no more, that's when that hand, that unseen hand comes. God just gives us the strength that we need. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't have to spend too much time on that because we know how God's strength helps us in times of trouble. How God's strength equips us. How God's strength just gives us the power that we need to accomplish His tasks. Amen. And the last thing God will do for us is He'll settle. He'll settle. Oh, hallelujah. Place you on a firm foundation. To lay the foundation, to found, to settle one's soul as in fixing it in one place. Colossians 1 and 23 says, If we continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister. Amen. Aren't you glad that God has said he'll settle us? Amen. In a world that is full of news that it's new every day. <laughs> New problems every day. It can be unsettling. Oh, it can be unsettling when you hear of the economy's not doing well here, or this, that's going on, or these two groups of people are fighting, or, or this is going on and that's going on, and it makes life so uneasy. Amen? It's a shame that even... I would, well, I would have, I guess I would have never, I would have never thought in my wildest imagination that the church would not necessarily be a safe place. That people would, could come in and do things and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, who would ever thought that we would have had to lock the two back doors during service because of don't want people coming in and out and all that kind of stuff. You know, and that's not to say that that's not being afraid. That's being cautious. But in the way, in the same way, I would have never thought that that would have happened. I never would have thought that we would have to do that. You know, there's ministers that I know that have talked to me that said that there are people. Uh, there's a church in Panama City that, that uh, um, They've got armed guards, and you don't even know they're armed, but they have weapons ready to draw in any moment that there's something going on. And you think, my goodness, how crazy is that? <laughs> how crazy? What, what terrible thing could a church ever do to cause such harm and all of that? But the reality of it is that it can happen, and we have to be cautious. The problem with that is if we're not careful, the devil will use that to un settle us the devil will use that to make us become fearful the devil will make us to say that we are we can't trust god anymore amen you know i've had to make a decision 
you know, that said, you know, God, this is the information and we've just got to trust that you're going to take care of it. <laughs> Amen. There are many times in my life, and you could probably testify to this to your own self, that there are times where you've had to say, God, it's in your hands now. I, I, can't, I can't worry about this anymore. It's unsettled me. It, it, it's made me shake. It's made me fearful. It's made me anxious. It's made me kind of nervous. I just don't know what I'm going to do. But God, one thing I do know that your word said that we're settled in you. He'll settle us. He'll put us on that firm foundation. Amen. That firm foundation. Take this as a grain of salt when I'm going to tell you. But um, I was watching YouTube and I had somehow gotten to a, um, to a video or whatever. And it was this preacher and he had said that the Lord had woke him up and was talking about he had this vision and this dream and basically, I, I mean, I don't remember it word for word for everything, so I don't want to try and do that. But basically, he was saying that, you know, we've had two well-known Christians renounce their faith. And he said, don't be surprised that there are more that are going to be doing that. More that's going to renounce their faith. More that's going to say, you know, this is just hogwash or, or whatever. And folks, that can be very unsettling in a world that already hates us. This world hates us, church. Hates everything we stand for. Amen. Oh, could talk about God, but don't you dare mention that name, Jesus. Amen. Oh, and sometimes those can be unsettling. But folks, I want to give you comfort tonight. Amen. I don't want to leave you down in the dumps because God said he's going to establish us. Those that have been faithful. What did Paul say in Colossians, what I read? If we continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved from the hope of the gospel. Amen. I'm telling you, this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that we've preached, this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that I preached to you, this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that many others uh, before me has preached to each and every one of us. This is what's going to stand. This is what's going to settle. Amen. His word is settled in heaven. <laughs> Amen. It's settled in heaven. And you know, this is just times of the world that we're living in. That people are going to do crazy things. And this is something that we have read a lot. And ministers have told us a lot. We've said it'll never happen. Never happen in our lifetime. But I'm afraid it's here. I'm afraid it's here. There's going to be that big drifting away, the Bible says. That big drifting away where people will heap up to themselves teachers. Amen. They'll heap up to themselves. That'll tickle their ear. Amen. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. This will stand. No matter how charismatic, how good, how well, how eloquent a preacher may be. There may we hear or whatever. That's all good and fine, but this is going to stand the test of time. And folks, I'm telling you, if we hold on to this word, if we establish ourselves and say what, what the word of God says is so, amen, we're going to be all right. No matter what temptation, no matter what devil, no matter what comes our way, folks, we're going to be all right. Because God said he will make us perfect. Amen. Establish us. 
strengthen us. Amen. And put us on a firm foundation. Amen. Could you come tonight and let's make our circle. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.